My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. Hi, I'm Bridget. Zach's here too. And we've never seen Top Gun Maverick. Welcome everybody to another episode of Fine Owl Watch It. The show where we show somebody, anybody, sometimes multiple people, a film they've never seen before. As you heard, we have a packed house this week for the brand new sequel, 30 years later, Top Gun Maverick. And of course, because it's a brand new movie, none of us have seen it before. Uh, Zach, you are back to talk more Top Gun, more planes, more navies. Welcome back. Thank you. Now, you talked about being okay with the first one, didn't blow you away. A couple weeks later, how are you feeling about it? Have you thought about the movie at all anymore? Yeah, a little bit. I also talked to some coworkers. One whose favorite scene was the volleyball scene. Okay. And Not the all-out tongue action like yours. No, that was your no but she brought that up too. <laughs> Apparently when she was 16, she went to see it with like her older brother and his friend or something sli- like slightly older gentleman okay <laughs> and uh slightly older going. than her 16 year old self mm-hmm. and she was just saying that that's thinking back on it that scene must have been really awkward for them mm. to be like oh my gosh i'm here with my younger sister is this the sex scene well the, in the quote unquote sex scene zach but, was all about the the, 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 the silhouette tongue, tongue. Yeah. 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 yeah breasts were it, taken away it's funny my aunt, this was the first PG-13 movie she saw, and it was her introduction to the concept of the French kiss. Ooh. Like, she talks about that kiss as, like, I didn't know it was possible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. No idea you could yeah. kiss with tongue. A, yeah. Very sheltered. Not a, not a woman of the world no, at the time. No, she was, but she was significantly, I think she was, like, ten. I think we mentioned in the last one how, like, this movie had different impacts for different groups of people. So, like, you know, it was, like, the coming out moment for, like, gay children of being, like, oh, shirtless men on the beach. Okay, I, I'm i feeling different than I normally do. <laughs> uh, clearly the same way for your aunt and for Zach's coworker. Now, Bridget, you were not here for the original Top Gun episode. Because uh, we needed a testosterone-filled room to talk about it's true. the true. Did you guys play a game movie. of volleyball afterwards? Yeah, shirts off. All jeans, all oh, the time. <laughs> it was shirts versus skins, but we were all on the same team. Yeah. So we, <laughs> we kicked the other team's ass, obviously. There you go. Um, so, Bridget, I want to get a barometer for you before we kind of talk about the new movie, what we know, if anything, uh, and what we're excited about seeing in this sequel so many years on. But what are your feelings on Top Gun? We did mention on your behalf how much you enjoy the soundtrack. Um, but what Thank else about you. Top Gun do you enjoy, if anything? I just love a good summer movie. You know. It's it vibes. The, it vibes, you mm-hmm. know. It there's planes, there's motorcycles, there's French kissing. Berlin is playing. <laughs> it becomes more than the sum of its parts, mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mostly the soundtrack, though, is really what sticks out to me. Mm-hmm. I will revisit the soundtrack regularly, more than the movie. If That's I'm completely fair. honest. That's right. There's a lot of good stuff. There's a lot of good stuff. (laughs) So yeah, so we're obviously here to see the brand new Top Gun Maverick. Uh, So I want to get the baseline for how you guys are feeling about this. Are you excited going into this? Is this a weird future sequel and those don't always do great? Johnny, I'll start with you. How are you feeling about going into Top Gun Maverick today? 
I'm kind of excited. Um, I want to see a loud movie. Okay. Well, we're think, going to IMAX, so it's... I think it's going to be loud. <laughs> I hope I don't get nauseous because of all the aeronautics mm-hmm. that they'll do and all that. Oh, no. Yeah, thankfully we're not going to one of those like giant uh, like rounded screen IMAXs. Right? Although that would be awesome. But I don't think you'll hope, hopefully won't get that kind of motion right. from this. But real planes and whatnot, so maybe. Right. However, I do... I'm expecting a copy and paste, maybe a little bit. We're going to hear the same songs, see the same beats, see a lot of maybe the same shots. I would be not surprised at all if we start off on an aircraft carrier with that synthesizer bell sound that like permeates the entire fucking movie. And and I and there will be shirts off and oh, yeah. a lot of sweat. Showers. And showers. Mm-hmm. Who's the love interest in this? Is Meg or Mig Ryan in this? No, Mig Ryan is not back. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's uh, for anyone that missed our before part. That is Zach's fun nickname for Meg Ryan. In movie. <laughs> it doesn't really connect, and uh, it's fine. It's funny. It's, that's uh, all. I, that, I love it. That's all that matters. <laughs> I wouldn't change it. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what to expect from this because the trailers, which I think I've seen most of them, don't really give away like. I assume Tom Cruise is still the lead, but he's also back at Top Gun teaching new kids. So I don't know, are the new kids the lead? You know, are we following him more or them more? His girlfriend in this is Jennifer Connell. Okay, got it. Okay. So there is okay. no... Uh, there's no <laughs> make There's no... Smoke! Um, Kelly McGillis, she is not back. Neither was even asked, it seems like, from interviews to be a part of this. So uh, it is a completely new female lead, I guess, as it were. Got it. Okay. Yeah, I just I hope it's as fun and harmless as the last one, and it doesn't have a different agenda, because I think movie formulas and the things they do these days are a little different mm-hmm. from back then. So I think without being too nostalgic and too copy and paste, that they stick to what worked, and I'll be fine with that. It's just gonna be a little more polished and cooler looking, maybe. Mm-hmm. So, but i think i'm excited for the technical part of this movie i think more than revisiting tom cruise's face <laughs> there uh bridget how about you how are you feeling about this uh legacy sequel uh i'm feeling good i'm excited like johnny to see a loud movie i would enjoy if someone threw up it doesn't have to be johnny but like if someone was just overwhelmed yeah sensory overload kind of thing and just like had to vomit that to me would be a plus during a pandemic, mind you. <laughs> as long as it's not on us, I think it's fine. Not like a, a virus throw up, but yeah. just a, you know. Yeah. Like a Sbarro pizza throw just, up. Yes, <laughs> a psychosomatic. Sickness. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Excitement throw up. Um, if we see anybody running for the exit w- during the screening, we will definitely know the Like, there it is. Yeah. We think they threw up. Yeah, and like, I'm just excited to be seeing a movie designed for the big screen mm-hmm. on the big screen you know this was delayed for two, two years, years yeah waiting you know because they were so committed to a, a theatrical release and so i am expecting that to pay off yeah i think in interviews as they've been promoting the premiere and everything like that it's come out that like basically tom cruise put his foot down and was like this isn't going to streaming like no yeah like i'm the star I will just torpedo this whole thing. Like, no, it needs to be seen on the big screen. We worked on this for the big screen. It was designed for the biggest screen possible. Like, 
put it in movie theaters, just sit on it. It's fine. Throw a trailer up every couple of months so people still remember it's coming. But it, it's got to come out at, mm. in a theater. So I don't think there was ever anything, any risk of that potentially happening. Yeah. Uh, which is also good because my Paramount Plus ended today. So, <laughs> uh, Zach, how about you? How are you feeling going into this one? Well, yeah, I said that the first one was like, uh, it passes. Um, and I almost feel like I could put it on at school mm-hmm. and show it to kids. And so that's... Other than the one scene. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. But, you know, Johnny, Johnny was saying, I think that he hopes it's harmless. Well, we talked about harmless in the last one, meaning it's not uh, mean-spirited. There's no, like, big bad villain. Not going to offend anyone, really. Yeah, that it's just kind of like... I want, I want it to be easily digestible. I don't want it to have to, like, chew on something stupid that, like, the studio said, we got, let's make it more complicated. Let's do this. Let's, I want it to be simple. A, B, C. Yeah. Fun. You just want two weeks at the school. I don't want to think too hard about it, yeah. Some conflict in the... Correct. Yeah. Some infighting, whatever. Yeah. I'm hoping for a little more. I'm hoping to turn up the heat this time. Okay. I, I tried the original flavor. Yeah. Now let's go for the ghost pepper flavor. Okay. Okay. Um... And really, you know, that's why I, I had to admit that it's a good movie. I can see why it's a classic. Mm-hmm. You know, well done. But now I need more flavor. I want it to be... <laughs> no, I mean, that's fair. That's cool. No. Yeah. I want it to be rough. I want it to be intense. I want to say, whoa. Maybe even get scared. Okay. Do you think the fact that you're going to be seeing this fresh with everybody else seeing it for the first time will help you maybe enjoy it more rather than having that giant weight of expectations of a classic movie hanging over you like the last one was like that you're not waiting 30 years to see it essentially you think that'll help maybe make it a little bit more impactful that it can be a new fresh bombastic theater thing yeah again i i guess i don't have huge expectations so that's a good thing okay um simply because i know it's not really uh, my choice type of film Mm -hmm. but we'll see it has potential yeah maybe you will get scared Maybe. Who knows? How about you, Adam? I'm, I'm all in. I'm ready. I'm very excited for this. Uh, when it first got announced, it was one of those like, what are we doing? Nobody wants this. Nobody needs Top Gun 2. But the closer it's gotten after being close and then not close. <laughs> and after watching Top Gun uh, with these guys a couple weeks ago, I'm like, I'm re- I got the need for speed. I'm ready. <laughs> uh, like, I've been fully engrossed. Like, I went out and I bought a air combat video game for vr that i'm looking forward to playing i was playing an old like fighter pilot game boy game yesterday because jamie didn't watch it with us when we recorded but she wanted to see it again before we went today we watched it again last night so i'm watching the movie again for the second time in two weeks i'm playing a fighter pilot game on like video game and watching the movie like i'm i'm so pumped yeah (laughs) And I've heard nothing but good things. Like I haven't. That also, yeah. Movies. I try not to get too jazzed about some when I read that some of that stuff. But I mean, it's been pretty universal. Yeah, because you always have to take it with a grain of salt. Of like, these guys got early screeners. They had to go through the studio to get it. They were invited to the premiere. Of course, things are going to be rose-colored glasses Their feathers a little are fluffed, bit. Yeah. yeah, but this is also pretty universal in the stuff that I have seen. And again, I haven't looked at scores. I haven't read the reviews, but the the tweets and the blurbs and like the poster moments or whatever all seem to say that it's great and that it's like a worthy return to a blockbusters. And if you didn't come back to the theaters for Spider-Man in December, like come on back now. And I'm just excited for the people who don't go to the movies a lot, that this is their kind of movie. Like 
my parents both want to go to the theaters and see it, and they almost never go to the theater. This seems like an older generation's version of a Marvel movie of like, I can't wait to go see the new Top Gun. Uh, and so I'm just like, I'm happy for those people too, because it seems yeah. like it's going to be like... A... It's super accessible. Yeah. Because planes are just cool. <laughs> <laughs> and fast planes are even cooler, but... Like, I think really the spear is what I want it to stay to, mm-hmm. stick to the spear of the first one, where if you say like like the, the original, say like Superman, and you'd compare it to like the Man of Steel, completely different vibe and mm-hmm. movie and take and all of that stuff. So I just hope, I mean, yeah, to Zach's point, maybe it has something new to say. Yeah. But you want the DNA. I want the DNA of yeah. the original throughout. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm ready and ready to go. I think it's going to be a, a hoot. I'm also very excited. I love, you know, big blockbusters. That's my, my go-to is the big summer tent poles and IMAX and loud bombastic stuff. I think the plane flying is going to be awesome. I'm really intrigued to see how the younger cast does. I'm hoping that we get maybe some more backstory on some of them, that it isn't just the Miles Teller character, which I don't want to say what that is if you guys don't know. Uh, I do, okay. but I won't say it. I don't know who the character is, but it came up actually recently. We were talking about some other movie, and Miles Teller was in it, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I really like that actor. And Johnny was like, oh, then you're... then you're." Oh, Whiplash. We talked about Whiplash. Yeah. Mm, he's great in Whiplash. Yeah, he's great. And I'm a big fan of Whiplash, so... Yeah, so I mean, he's hit or miss. Like He's definitely had some duds in, in his filmography, but I'm hoping that it's more than just him and Tom Cruise in this. Like It seems like the trailers kind of show that Everyone else at Top Gun has their own little personalities. And that was something that worked really well in the first movie is that we got a sense, even though we don't get a backstory, we got a sense of who Iceman is. You know, we get a sense of some of the other fighter pilots and who they are, what their motivations are. So I'm hoping that we get to spend some time with that newer cast, especially because Tom Cruise doesn't automatically do it for me as an actor, as we talked about. Bridget, we didn't get your thoughts on this. How do you feel about Mr. Cruise? He's a great movie star Mm -hmm. and i think he can be a great actor as well though that's not where he goes um he's been doing a lot of press for this recently and there was a he was interviewed by someone like why do you like insist on doing these stunts and you know you're getting older like you're still making these choices you're you're taking these leading roles like why do you do that like not that you're not capable and he basically responded like you wouldn't ask Gene Kelly why he dances. That's this fair. this is what I'm great at. Yeah. Okay. That said, <laughs> there's some elements of his personal life that I find difficult to block out of some of my viewing experiences. Mm. But the fact that he has had an outrageous tabloid side to his life and has still managed to be desirable capital M movie <laughs> star. Uh, is because he's so good at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was, I think, our takeaway, too, is that, like, you can't deny the on-screen presence. You can't deny the everybody wants him to be their star, even if he's not necessarily qualified for that role. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, Tom Cruise, get Tom Cruise. He's the biggest movie star in the world. And that you have to kind of put aside the couch jumping and the mm-hmm. Scientology and, and all the, that part the of it. photo of Nicole Kidman screaming with joy the day she got divorced from him in a parking lot, that sort of thing, yeah. Yeah. You take that out of it, and you're like, man, this dude does all these stunts, he does put in the work. I mean, there was the, I don't know if you guys heard the audio, I think when they were filming the last Mission Impossible, where he was basically, like, dressing down the crew to, like, stick with COVID protocols, because, like, 
we're here to make movie magic and that's what the people want from us and we need to commit to this and like we're the last hope society has for enjoyment in this like <laughs> crazy mixed up world like kind of thing and everyone's like he was kind of a dick doing it but like he's not wrong like you should be safe and you're trying to make movies and that's cool <laughs> so yeah you're not you're not alone in that yeah. uh, in that regard because that's all basically how we came away from it uh, besides a loud summer blockbustery feel good easily digestible movie is there anything specifically that you guys want to see beyond that like scope are you looking for any particular performance from any of the actors we mentioned i know we've talked about jennifer connelly before when we did labyrinth as being something a uh, person that we enjoy seeing what a really cool villain so you want more of a traditional like bad guy beyond just like the russians or the whoever they're going for in this one yeah and i did say that i thought it was refreshing that there wasn't a bad guy Mm -hmm. in the original but um if you got a great actor portraying a great character as a villain that could be interesting would you like to see that being someone like an iceman where they're on the same side and he's a foil or would you like to see uh his mirror opposite russian pilot like do you want to get to know the the maverick of the Russian Air Force or Navy. The Red Baron? Basically, yes. Yeah. Like, is that what you're looking for? Or do you want another Top Gun person, be it another instructor or a student, to be his foil? Like, what are you looking for in a villain? I don't know specifically what I'm looking for. Okay. Like, uh, surprise me and make it good. You want more menace? Sure. He was asking for more spice. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do something. <laughs> I personally hope they're as humble as they are in the first one where they get over their grievances and issues like mm-hmm. the whole Iceman. Like, that's why I enjoyed that scene in particular because it just, it's realistic, but also the whole movie has like this very, like, has respect for all the characters. Like, mm-hmm. all the characters highly respect each other. And I would hate for like someone to be like pissed off the whole movie and then like at the end they're like, okay, I can be friends with Tom Cruise, I suppose. Yeah. But... I, I would like to see, like, an adversary, like, they actually have to go dogfight, like, an enemy that's currently relevant or makes sense in the scheme of where we are in the world, but... So you'd like a fictional, like, country-to-country conflict? A more I, I would, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, it, I know we're just gonna get, like, the training dogfights, but I, I hope maybe the, the real thing that maybe happens, and I imagine there will be, yeah. that maybe has higher stakes or there's something a little more uh i don't know because that one almost seemed like it like on paper like it never happened it was almost like redacted no one knew about it in the news it was just like but here maybe there's something international happening and they okay. have to do something about it i i don't know okay enemy at the gates where you got the best sniper on one side tracking down the best sniper on the other side and it's- i i think they're staying in their planes <laughs> yeah yeah but this would but be he like... means like <laughs> the red baron to mavericks right right yeah yeah <laughs> yes. 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 Snoopy. <laughs> that's who fought the red baron right it's snoopy yeah i'm pretty right. sure it's snoopy yeah. i've seen that i've seen that yeah yeah that house can do amazing maneuvers dogfight <laughs> yeah right <laughs> okay what about you bridget how do you feel about a villain in this or anything else that you particularly want to see i i really don't care what happens plot wise although we'll see how i feel in four hours when we record again Mm -hmm. i don't have any expectations there i just want it to have a good good beachy vibe 
Be Loud, another killer soundtrack. Have you heard the Lady Gaga song from the soundtrack? I have not listened to it yet. I want okay. to hear it in the theater for the first time. Okay. I wasn't even going to mention her name, though I knew she was... Fair enough. She was floating around. I did hear it on the radio. It's no take your breath away, but how could it be? You know? Well, <laughs> yeah. But within the context of the movie, maybe, maybe. That's why I want to have the yeah. whole experience in theater. Awesome. Well, I think we're uh, we're about ready to, to hit the road, head out to the theater, and we'll be uh, back just after whatever song I pick is the interlude <laughs> uh, to uh, to break this whole thing down. But, lady, gentlemen, what do we have to say for ourselves? Fine, we I'll watch it. it. Oh my. I heard from the heavens that clouds have been gray. Pull me close, wrap me in your aching arms. I see that you're hurting. Why'd you take so long to tell me you need me? I see that you're bleeding. You don't need to show me again. But if you We are back. We have just returned home from our local IMAX cinema because we have all just watched the brand new 2022 often delayed film Top Gun Maverick. Now we were all on the hot seat for this week since it is a brand new movie. No one had screeners. No one saw it ahead of time. Uh, So I'm going to go around the room uh, and see how everybody's feeling. Zach, I'll start with you because you are the guest. How are you feeling after watching this film? Oh, I'm doing well, thank you. Okay, good. Um, this was the first, uh, the first thought that came to mind. I guess is it was a a real crowd pleaser. Okay. If you were there, uh, you would experience it. That's true. The whole crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Typically, how crowd pleasers work is you kind of have to be there. Yeah. Uh, our audience clapped a few times. There was a good audience participation in the excitement, so you're right. Very a lot much of a, positivity. Yeah, very much Tw- a Towards pleaser. the movie. Yeah. Bridget, how you feeling? Feeling all right. Okay. Feeling okay. All right. Johnny? Yeah, I was fine. Okay. Adam? Uh, I loved it. Oh! oh there you go. I thought that was a lot of fun. I thought that was a really good, proper, like, legacy sequel. You know, I feel like it did the original justice brought in enough from that to make people who saw it appreciate it more than just like a well oh i know who that is like the inclusions worked and the story in this new one i thought was pretty good uh there's one very clear parallel that i want to get to when we talk about it um that i thought was kind of fun but overall i really liked it well they really delivered on what i was looking for which was um you were looking for a couple things i was looking for them to spice it up a little bit okay you felt this was a little spicier they it was it was the original recipe and there was definitely some spice 
maybe a little overboard in some areas. But okay. they they definitely spiced it up. You want to let us know what they added to the soup or yeah. what? Oh. Yeah, what were they using? Cardamom. We got. Oh, some you wanted some paprika. You wanted yeah, saffron. Stuff. What are we? What are we looking at? <laughs> Give us the recipe. Well, we had uh, stronger villain characters, um, but and again, they stuck with not having a like a legitimate villain, just stronger personalities. That was nice. Um, higher stakes for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on, from beginning to end, and uh, these stakes were enjoyable. They weren't just over the top. Like, okay, enough is enough. I mean, they were over the top, but I guess in a good way. Okay. I guess you could say that my my disbelief was suspended successfully. <laughs> Good. Glad to hear it. Yeah, I'm going to stop myself there because otherwise, I don't know. About what? I might get derailed. We're off the, we're off the train. <laughs> it's a runaway it's a runaway train. There's no rules. Just keep going for don't it. Don't look at me. Well, if, there's, <laughs> if there's no holds barred, then I'll just tell you... Um, I heard David Bowie when I saw Jennifer Connelly. Oh, let's yeah. dance. Yeah. That song slaps. Well, I mean, they're clearly paying homage to the great labyrinth. Mm. Clearly. I mean, you don't Your make... Connection. Yeah, you don't make that accidental... Um, to the labyrinth? Coincidence. Well, yeah. Oh, for Jennifer yeah. Connelly? Yeah. Yeah. On more than yes. one occasion, somehow, there was something else that I'll have to bring to mind. But there was definitely that. Okay. Yeah. I didn't immediately peg that, but it's certainly possible. Yeah, you don't make that mistake. That's not a coincidence. <laughs> Look, I don't think it's a mistake either. Yeah, it's, it's never a mistake to put oh, Let's Dance on your yeah. movie soundtrack. No, never. Unless you don't want it to be good. Yeah. But they were making you a statement there. You hate to dance. It, it wasn't an inadvertent. You don't think so? Okay. No, I don't think so. Okay. You want to keep going with the soundtrack? How is the soundtrack for everybody else? No, you else? want to talk about uh, Val Kilmer? We can do is that. Is he alright in real life? No. No. Oh no! What? You know what? I, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I and I feel terrible, and I wish all the best to Val Kilmer and his family. I think it was excellent that they found like a great role for him in this movie. Yeah. What did you guys think of the uh, the Iceman inclusion in this? We get a lot of pictures. We get a lot of Iceman said this, Iceman said that. What do you think about the way they wove him into this? It was nice. I was a little bit in disbelief. Like I. I don't think they let you continue to be an admiral if you're at death's door. Well, I think it was one of those things, and it's the line that uh, his wife, or Maverick assumes when he sees the wife of, it came back. So his cancer just suddenly popped back up again, and it was like, this is it. You're on the final descent into uh, untimely death, it seems. So I don't think it was, he was probably sick for a little bit, then got better, and they let him keep being an admiral, and then it just punched him right in the face for that final blow i guess damn but you're right it is a little weird no it's no (laughs) i'm gonna stand firmly and say it's completely wild but this is a fantastical movie so you just it's the sort of thing you can't think about too much the text notifications that said ice yeah that was a little weird it's a little i'm like okay texting movies never works (laughs) yeah and hey it could happen it could, but I almost didn't want to see that kind of direct communication. Like, it it was cool to kind of think of him as this figure working in the background. I would have preferred to, like, just have that meeting rather mm-hmm. than, like, imagining Iceman, like, dee 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 yeah. on, like, a 
have it be a little Galaxy S five or something. You know what I mean? Like that's a character I don't need to imagine texting. Like on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Sharing boomer memes. Yeah. You know? Um <laughs> but nice to see Val. Yeah. Glad he got a part despite what was going on and mm-hmm. you know, got to have him be there in the sort of more mentor role. Yeah, it's nice that he's softened a bit from his stance in the previous film of being really up Maverick's ass about it. He's now a protector and all that. Mm-hmm. How about you, Johnny? How'd you feel about the Val Kilmer stuff? Yeah, I I actually did enjoy it. Um, I liked that they didn't take liberties or try to make him, like, try to skate around his health. I liked that they kind of wove it in because I mm-hmm. think, like, a shittier movie or, like, one that was shameless would do things... To make him look healthier and, like, whether that be augmented by CG. I I don't know. I'm just, I'm trying to think of an example Mm -hmm. where maybe someone, another movie that just has no soul would sort of Uh. try to (laughs) revive him to health via some sort of filmmaking magic bullshit. Yeah, yeah. correct. Because I do know, like, his voice is, like, severely affected by what is go- what's going on with him. I think at this point, it's gone. Or at the very least, like, he doesn't have the strength to use it. And he's been working with a company uh, as of late to basically digitally recreate his own voice using AI. Okay. Because wow. he has hundreds of thousands of hours of not only on-screen film dialogue and ADR and all that stuff. But also, he meticulously kept home movies. I think we talked about yeah, this yeah, movie yeah. Tombstone or mm-hmm. um, something else that he was in where they put out this documentary and it's all about his declining health. Um, so definitely check that out, Zach, mm. if you aren't aware of the situation. Um, but basically now he's working with this company to basically give him his voice back so he can talk with this AI voice that sounds just like him because they used all of these sound bites to basically create a digital... Val Kilmer voice. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so it's allowing him to continue interacting with people and kind of living his life when, you know, I think it's cancer has taken mm. that from him. So I thought I thought it was really well done. Uh, the texting was the only thing where I was like, okay. The typing on the computer I thought was fine, like when they yeah. were in the room, because it's clear in that moment that, it's, that something else was going on. But the texting, just like that over-the-shoulder camera... And I think even, like, the first text he gets of, like, you could have warned me or something like that. You can see there's no text history above it. So it was, like, the first time they've texted, which is weird. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if that's just a, he got a new phone thing or what. But that was a little weird to start that. It could happen. My my, my, my minor deleted after 30 days, so. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah. (laughs) But I will say, they did a remarkable job of making that relationship believable that mm-hmm. they've sustained over the years. Cause in the first one, th- they don't really have one. They're kind of butting heads most of the time and not really towards the end. Do they sort of become bros or friends? Yeah. It's really, so, really saves him that it starts what we see the end of here. Right. Um, but it's to the movie's credit and their acting that I think over the course of the very little time screen time that they do have, it's made aware that they have, their friendship has blossomed and matured and they are like really, really good friends and I don't know, they did a good job with it. Mm-hmm. So no, I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad he was in it. I, I'm glad it wasn't like, like Meg Ryan was shoehorned in or like these other people that were in the movie before. Mm-hmm. I like seeing the newer faces like John Hamm and Ed Harris or like 
Ed Harris was great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was only in it for like a hot second, but I, I always enjoyed Ed Harris. Dude, I wanted more Ed Harris. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I could have had him be the heavy instead of switching his heavy to John Hamm's heavy, but... Right. You know, Ed Harris. More Ed Harris is always good, so we'll never complain about the amount that we get. Yeah, right. right. Um, you mentioned Meg Ryan. It's confirmed, uh, much like in this movie, Iceman passes away. It's confirmed that uh, Meg Ryan also passed away in between films. Were you guys okay with that choice oh, to say right. that she passed? Or that was, was kind you... of a throwaway line because they only said it like the once, I think. Yeah, it's when he's in bed with Jennifer Connelly yeah. after their, their romp. <laughs> and I suppose it... Yeah, and I suppose the line is only really there, one, because Meg Ryan isn't there. There's got to be some sort of explanation Yeah, because the character in this movie is so uh, primary mm-hmm. that it would be weird if she wasn't in the picture, so they had to sort of be like, get the killer off. Yeah. Right, But yeah. there wasn't a text conversation over the shoulder of like, don't let my boy die on a plane or don't let him go up in this mission. Like, right. We would have had that had she been alive, so I guess in that instance it's, it's good that she passed away. Um, I guess. <laughs> wow. I guess. <laughs> no, but it, it's it also kind of makes sense too because Rooster is kind of like no one's really guiding him at the moment. He's mm-hmm. kind of lost, so like he hasn't had that sort of parental figure in his life. I don't know if the math completely adds up because Miles Teller is what like thirty, maybe soaking wet, mm-hmm. and. He's like four years old in 1986. Uh, he'd be more like 40 years old. You know what I mean? And he looks rather young mm-hmm. when he should be like 40. Yeah. However, that's something I just noticed and moved on pretty yeah. quickly from. <laughs> I mean, I guess Good it points. can be explained of he, he was delayed going to the academy, so that set him back four years. So I guess he's older, and that's why he's still in this position, maybe? Yeah, it's it's whatever. Yeah. I think he looks damn, damn, uh, Tom like Anthony Edwards. Like, he looks like Goose, like he could be his kid. Yeah. There's a lot of handsome people in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of abs, a lot very, of sweat. Very handsome cast. Yeah. yeah. But I thought he did a good job, like, kind of not doing an impression of Anthony Edwards' Goose, but kind of, like, having some of the same mannerisms and some of that, like, thing that you would get from your dad if you watched videos of him as you were growing up or just what you remember from being a kid. Like, he's got kind of... Like even He's got the, a little like, of that overbite. swagger, yeah. <laughs> got the overbite almost, too. Like, Right. Some of those shots, I was like, damn, is, is they related? <laughs> but then you have things like the piano and all mm-hmm. that other stuff that are just maybe a little too on the nose. Yeah. This is, and this is to what Brian was saying on our drive, the member berries shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a little bit of that going on there, but. Does he actually play, I wanted to know? Possibly. That He's a real good cool. drummer. I know, right? <laughs> But, like, Tom Cruise doing all his own stunts, Miles, like, insisted that he actually play the piano. <laughs> that would be cool. No, it's possible. You know, they got double, triple, quadruple threats in Hollywood. There's a there's a chance he sings and dances and plays piano. Yeah. I mean, he certainly looked like it when he was sitting there. I mean, Will Ferrell does it. There you go. I think it's possible. We'll have to read the... We'll have to watch the behind the scenes. The problem with doing... I doubt for- that's going to be included... <laughs> Not only did we spend $11,000 a minute flying these airplanes with the Navy, but Miles Teller also insisted on playing the piano. (laughs) Here's the behind the scenes on that. Yeah. Were there any other moments of the, uh, hey, remember this, that stood out to you as being overly, 
Like a I mean, right sword. right from the jump, and I mentioned this in the before that, like, I knew they were going to probably start on an aircraft carrier. They started on an aircraft carrier. Oh, you nailed the beginning 100%. You said the gong, the aircraft carrier. I mean, it's exactly the same yeah, thing it's, as the it's, previous movie. Yeah, right. I mean, you could do one-to-one, and I wouldn't have noticed what movie we were watching, quite honest with you. Because it, it starts... Without, without, like, the Paramount, the new, the refreshed logos, like, I wouldn't have known. Well, because immediately after the refreshed logo, to the, there was this point where I was like, did they accidentally throw in the, like... Hey, it's the Wednesday before, and we're showing the original Top Gun. Like, yeah, right. Throw in the wrong tape. I know they don't use tapes anymore, but because yeah. <laughs> um, it is the pair, the new Paramount logo. Then it is uh, the opening text that explains to you what the Top Gun school is verbatim. Yeah, yeah. Then it's the Top Gun logo. The only thing is, it shows Maverick, <laughs> right? And then it's the the gong, the aircraft carriers, the plane. It's all of that, right? And then right, right when it takes that. off, it goes into uh Danger Zone. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they only played it once. Unlike the first one, I think they dropped the needle on it like at least four or five times. Yeah, we only get one instance of Danger Zone. We get a couple instances of the Top Gun theme. True. But we get different renditions of it, which I think was nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Where it's not the same one from the first movie. There's different variations to it, which yeah. I think yeah. is cool. And like, you're not going to miss out on a variation of the Imperial March in a Star Wars movie. Correct. So. However, that being said, <laughs> we had a little bit of a Star Wars Canyon fucking mission oh, going yes, on we at did. the end. This is what 100%. I was referring to earlier. This is 100% the Death Star Trek run. It is. Run, it is. And I don't even hate it. I don't hate it. It's great. You know what it does, honestly, that the other movie that we had such a hard time doing is, and we talked about this, that as cool as the dogfights were and the action, it was so fucking hard to follow a lot of it. Yeah. Um, and you has, you relied so heavily on the narration and the banter in between the, 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 the fighter pilots to mm-hmm. understand what's going on. That here, even though it's kind of like, here's like a digital rendition of what we're going to do. And it's just like they just feed you, feed you, feed you what's happening. It might seem like they're hammering over the head, but like kind of thank God because it really anim- it really showed you and mapped out exactly what they had to do and then you can sort of focus on how cool the shots looked yeah opposed to where are we what's going on why is their face squished oh because they're doing they're going to 10 g's yeah yeah i mean i will say that was i mean maybe just because i know what that is and i've maybe seen videos on that and i know what that what i feel like there was more than a few times they like had to explain what that was Mm. to an audience that maybe should have some generalization or general knowledge of you know that it was works, very user friendly and I it was very user friendly it's accessible to yeah you know it's a real crowd pleaser <laughs> it's accessible to everyone it is but it just seems like when they're explaining they should have like it should have been tom cruise explaining it to, like jennifer Collins' character opposed to like them talking about it in a class or, or like in a briefing where they should obviously know what the fuck that is so it just seems so like it seemed like an inappropriate place to talk about it. Yeah. They should have done it to someone who has no idea what this shit is. It's a choice, but whatever. Yeah. I think the reason that it's done in the classroom is to hammer home to them that this is faster than you've ever gone before. This is something you have not trained for. This is something that you're not used to. I know you know what this means, but I need to tell you how much crazier And that's going fine, and that's kind of what I took it as, but yeah. at the same time, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. It's like when they explain an EMP, like, in military right. settings. It's like, everyone fucking knows what an EMP is. And if the audience doesn't, they'll figure it out when it's used. <laughs> right. But like Zach said, a very user-friendly, accessible movie to everyone. Because mm-hmm. oh. there, there are going to be people going to see this movie that probably haven't seen the original in 20 years. 
even if it was their favorite movie back then and they love it to death, they just didn't seek it out beforehand and they're just excited to go in, but they don't remember what, you know, Mach 10 is or... Sure, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, there's the refreshers all over the place here, but... What about you, Bridget? Was there anything that stood out for you in terms of a, hey, remember this that was overly egregious or was everything kind of okay? It was okay. I'll be honest. The part of this movie that I liked and enjoyed was the dog fights. Mm -hmm. That's That's what what kept me in there. Everything else, a little bit dog shit. Let me (laughs) me be frank. Oh, so everything on the ground was dog shit. Yeah, it just didn't do it for me. Okay. I don't know. I will say the whole Jennifer Connelly thing is just such wasted screen time. It's like, does Tom Cruise need a fucking love interest? No. At all. No, especially not when um, Why it's going to be such sailing? tame love scenes. Yeah, very tame. Yeah, no tongue. And we got <laughs> no, no fucking And the only silhouette we got was like John Hamm like fucking at like one briefing or whatever. I'm like, is his tongue going to pop out right now for some reason? <laughs> yeah. He's going to lick the blind? <laughs> yeah, just like. <sighs> and it's okay because I guess it might have been hard for them to, uh. To not make it look stupid if they tried to recreate. No, it would have been stu- it would have been like scary movie level parody <laughs> bullshit. I'm glad it they didn't. It but... kind of was. Where like she leaves the door open and then the next thing you know, like she's laying down slowly as he's laying down on top. Of yeah, her. it was like it, they're, they're yeah. teasing the possibility of it. Yeah. yeah, it was so tame. It was very tame, but it just it's still at the same time it was like a Top Gun sex scene through the eyes of Nancy Myers, because now, like, the people who have watched it have, like, aged out. Like, there was a row of people in front of us who were maybe, like, ten years older, and their friends were five rows behind us. Coincidentally, they, like, came down like, oh, you got a sitter, too? Oh, yeah. like, I, I don't need to see that. I want to, I, like, I don't know. Like, it just, in a movie that's all about excitement and adrenaline blood pumping we don't need a blood pumping sex scene dude i i don't need to <laughs> well, see jennifer no yeah, yeah. <laughs> jennifer Connolly like lying down with a linen shirt you have to like imagine she's gonna unbutton yeah. that just is not it doesn't do it for me and we never heard take my breath away no. there was no oh, reference right. which is a huge that's kind of egregious. That's pretty fucking egregious, now we know if you ask really me. Pissed. You don't think that that special moment should be reserved for Tom and, and Kelly? Like, I feel like if you heard that in the sex scene with Jennifer Connelly, you'd be like, okay, we're doing this again with the same exact song with a different girl. Mm-hmm. Is there no shame? <laughs> yeah, but I wouldn't even... There's a way you thread it in. Like, we've got Hans Zimmer yeah. on on deck here. You're telling me he can't put that Some slide sort of it in yeah. into yeah. come on. Or like it's like, or like some someone like accidentally plays it on the jukebox in the bar. It's like come on, let's light let's lighten this thing up right. a bit and then they pop on fucking slow ride or whatever that song they end up playing. Yeah. Oh, see, I was worried when Hangman went to the jukebox we were going to get you lost that love and feeling. I'm like, "No, that's not don't I don't want <laughs> yeah, it." Yeah, I didn't want to hear that either. I don't want it here. That's not what I'm here for. That's that's too on the nose like the piano playing bit. Right. But thankfully we didn't It's get a very different, different song. song. But yeah, it is kind of weird that they have to shoehorn. I like the fact, like, it's clear they have history. It's clear that they've gone through uh, their ups and downs. They've had multiple breakups. Like, the daughter even says, like, don't break her heart again, which was like, okay. And Mm -hmm. ultimately, they get together in the end. But because we don't know that character and we don't get any sense of what did happen, it's like, okay, cool. He's just flirting with the bartender and... That's neat. And she keeps giving him knowing, smoldering eyes. Oh, yeah. She wanted it. In in exchange for any kind of character development or evidence that this is 
more than just a one-note character. She's just going to look at him in a knowing way. Yeah. And you'll go, there's history there. Yeah. What kind of history? Doesn't, doesn't matter. fucking matter. Yeah. Like, it that's does, some though. fat that could be trimmed. I feel like Tom Cruise only asked the question about that girl's dad, uh, which I, I I groaned a little bit when it's like, oh, her her name in this airplane themed movie is Amelia. Like, come on. Oh, <laughs> see, I didn't oh, I didn't catch that. that. That's the first thing. Like, she said it, and I'm like, uh, okay, but it's gone. Like, yeah. Now it's gone. See, I I, I was I done that with that <laughs> that storyline, so I was just actively blocking out like information information yeah. like a name was said and like the taboo like. Eh! noise <laughs> happened in my brain like you're not uh, but i feel like that, that line of like hey how's your or like how's your dad and she's just like off with his wife was basically just so the audience is like this is not maverick's kid don't worry about it right right we're getting this we're, we're getting it out of the way this is not his long lost abandoned child yeah i really didn't care for any of that stuff she's a better actress than i think deserved more for it but you're right bridget we're here for the airplanes like, I'm here for planes. Yeah. Yeah. Either develop the characters more, or do, or don't bother. Yeah, we didn't get I a lot of character guys. development yeah. from from most anybody really, and that was something I had wanted was more of a sense of camaraderie between the other pilots, and yeah. there wasn't really anything there. We get a, an Iceman esque foil for Rooster in Hangman, who's just like a dick with a jawline like that's that's what he's here for that dude has a lot of charisma though and i've seen him in other things where i enjoy i think he's in he was in that richard linklater movie where they're all in college and they're fucking soft or baseball players oh love it yeah love it (laughs) absolutely love everybody wants him everybody wants him yeah that's what it was he's in that i i thought he was good i don't know it was a nice i mean he's obviously the Iceman of the movie Mm -hmm. oh no he was good i just we didn't get any kind of sense of who they were or what their deal was like it was clear that they all knew each other from before either through being in the navy together or from going to top gun together uh but there was also like there was history between hangman and phoenix but there that wasn't really ever it seemed like maybe phoenix and rooster had a thing at some point in the past like there was there was weird dynamics yeah that were seemed... never followed up it's, on. About, yeah. it's about as service level as the last one yeah but I was hoping for a little bit more. Sure. I wanted We're moving too depth. fast for details. Moving too fast to develop anybody. Yeah, the True movie's word. going Mach 10. We're going Mach yeah. 10. <laughs> yeah, I would have enjoyed more of that. Like, you see a little bit of it in the bar scene. Mm-hmm. You know, where they're they're talking. You kind of see where everyone fits in. But, yeah. Lawrence from Insecure went on the mission. That was nice. Who? He's the... the Bob? One of... He's... Uh, <laughs> I forget which pilot what his call sign is, but one of the pilots was on the HBO show Insecure. Oh, gotcha. Oh, okay. Lawrence. Coyote, maybe? The one that passes out? No, not Coyote. Payback? Payback, Payback. thank you. Okay. Well done. What, from remembering? Yeah. (laughs) Remembering the the fourth tier pilot in the Top Gun sequel, (laughs) I think is more what he means by that. (laughs) Fair enough. No, I remember most of their names. Fanboy. Fanboy. Mm Mm-hmm. Some good call signs. I did like Hangman's helmet, though. That was pretty creative. Yeah. yeah. I like that. With the, the A's missing. Correct. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. He'll get those when he gets five kills and gets an A's. Yeah, so correct. He'll put, he'll put his A's. Yeah, what did you guys think of the, the rest of the pilots? Were they were they okay? Were they good? Do you have any favorites out of the, the group of new recruits, as it were? Again, it was just not enough time. We're moving too fast to really develop them. Mm-hmm. But how about a football montage? 
Yeah, what did you think? That'll of, build some depth. What did you think of dog fighting football, which I don't quite understand? <laughs> I don't know. It was a modern version of our volleyball game, and we're just too old for it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get it. We did. Someone did have like rolled up jeans. Someone did have jeans. Um, I was thinking about that in the scene. Just squirming in a seat, the music, at the denim, the the upgraded physiques from that time. <laughs> the, upgraded the upgraded physiques. physiques. Yeah, it, what was acceptable in the eighties as like a great physique is no longer acceptable. You must look like The Rock. I don't think any of those people look yeah. like The Rock. I think they all look like this. The people in the eighties, like yeah, they're they just all, shredded. They all look like Striker or whatever that last dude was in the first one. They were oilier. I want to say they were oilier. They were. The music they was were different. Wetter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're getting that splash back off the, yeah. off the beach. It's a lot of like hair shaking that you usually reserve for like an herbal essences commercial, <laughs> but like just like a man doing it. I like Rooster's little like little wiggle. Oh yeah. <laughs> that, that was funny. Um We didn't get a locker room scene in this movie and there was a bunch of them in Top Gun, and I imagine maybe because that would just exclude Phoenix's Phoenix. character, yeah. essentially. Mm, mm, yeah. Not in the Starship Troopers world. Yeah, well... Well, yeah, well, we're a few hundred years away from that one, yeah. but... It's just, like, smash cut to Phoenix alone in a locker room. Just Basically, like putting yeah. Putting on a jumpsuit. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, la, la, la. I'm here by myself. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tom Cruise will follow her and test the... Test the, uh... Yeah, he's like, it worked 30 years ago when I followed a woman <laughs> into the restroom. Maybe I can still get away with it. <laughs> he is a good pilot. He is a good pilot. How did you guys feel about the... You guys wanted a loud, action-packed movie. How did we feel about the uh, the dogfighting and the aerial combat? I wanted it to be a little louder, to be honest. I know, I was going to say! Really? I wanted, I wanted to be almost semi-annoyed by how loud it was, but I didn't get that. Yeah, Sorry. I think we were far back enough. Far back enough to really get... It could have been louder. That being said, though, mm-hmm. impressive stuff. Yeah. A lot of impressive stuff going on there. Yeah. I thought it was loud enough to give us the message that this is some powerful shit. And uh, everything else, the effects, it all delivered. I thought it was a pretty intense, you know, I wanted my intense wow. And there was some of that to be had. What was the wow moment for you? What was like the, the big one? Oh, like the dogfights in general, but yeah, the flying in general. I mean, honestly, before there was even any, any conflict, just the Mach 10 was pretty intense. Yeah, I like that. That's like stealth bomber, the futuristic thing was, was pretty awesome. Yeah. Oh, in the beginning? when yeah. He did, yeah, that was pretty cool. Also, the chicken fight where they were spiraling towards the ground. Oh, yeah, I think they called it like a serpent maneuver, the snake fight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I just... Um, I don't know how you don't crash into another person doing something like that. Like That makes no sense to me. Yeah, also another... Uh, we had another upside down above the plane. I still don't like that trick. You don't like that trick? No, I don't know. I'm still not buying that one. I'm buying all this ridiculous, outrageous maneuvering, but not the one where you're windshield to windshield. I think you can do that. I think they did do it. I don't. Yeah, they may have done it. Yeah, yeah he right. actually did it himself. See, because this one looks different than the other one. Because the other one we talked about, you just really see the cockpits. Yeah. So it very much could have just been a. They're both on the ground. We've got a, you know, a screen going past with fake clouds on it. And then we've got a, like another upside down, just a half a cockpit. And we're filming that. This one, like you see the plane do the full like inversion on top of it, which again, it could be CGI or whatever, but 
It's pretty good anyway. Yeah, this movie makes it seem like everything is real. I'm inclined to believe most of the things were. At least in shots like that, where it's like a big sweeping, you see an airplane do an entire maneuver. Maybe the other plane wasn't underneath it when it did it, but either way, it was impressively pulled off to make it look like you could do that. Yeah. I wonder if it's easier to sell uh, effects like that at that speed, because it's naturally going to be blurry. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. But also, you just got... Like Bigfoot. <laughs> Maybe Bigfoot is blurry. Oh, he's probably going Mach 10. <laughs> he's too fast. That's why no one can get him on camera. Guys, we cracked yeah. the code. Yeah. Get Bigfoot hunters it's, it's on the It's a Mitch Hedberg joke, I think. Yes, it is. Oh. Um, because <laughs> Bigfoot is blurry. That's is... extra scary to me. <laughs> he's naturally blurry. Yeah. <laughs> The dog fights are excellent. All the flying. I like the coming up and over maneuver. I love a maneuver. Mm. Um, Sorry. No. I was excited. (laughs) (laughs) The dodging maneuver that the enemy plane does. I legitimately said, holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. That was gnarly. And even like, even Rooster was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That was a good choice of the PG-13 F-bomb, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. The problem i have with the last dog fight is there was a second the the death star run if you will Mm -hmm. is super tense and you don't i didn't feel secure that we weren't gonna lose somebody i really thought someone i'm like somebody somebody has to die we had too many fake outs too many fake outs like it's gonna happen and so when maverick gets shot down i was like it's him. And then we see him land. Once you see him alive on the ground, you're like, no one is going to die. Yeah. And so some of the, the stakes, the the tension for me at least, yeah. I was gone. Mm-hmm. So even though the dog fight is really cool and you can still enjoy it, at no point was I like, they're not going to make it out of this yeah. kind of thing. You're not going to kill Maverick and Goose's kid in the same plane to end this movie. Right. It's not possible. But I also thought Tom Cruise was going to eat it as like a, we're not going to do any more Top Guns. Like this is the send off of the thing. Maybe we'll carry it on with the new group. If enough people mention that they like Rooster and Phoenix and all these other people, and we can make Top Gun three with them. Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. Kickstarter. If this one doesn't make enough money. (laughs) (laughs) We're looking looking to raise (laughs) $250,000. In one week, otherwise the Navy said no dice. <laughs> but yeah, so and like everything that leads up to that, and that probably should have telegraphed it too, but like everything leading up to that was Maverick saying goodbye. Maverick, you know, saying goodbye to Hondo, which was really sweet, where he's mm-hmm. like, if I don't come back, man, thanks for always being by my side. And like saying, you know, he gives like a look to Penny at the bar. Like the everything says Maverick's not coming back. Correct. He's going to make the sacrifice play. He's going to go out like his dad, saving somebody. So I thought when he got hit, I was like, damn, they really did it. They really pulled the trigger on killing Maverick. And then everyone else is super sad about it. And then it's just fate to black Maverick in the snow. And I was like, okay. Yeah, now we're like behind enemy lines, which I think you even mentioned. Yeah, real crowd pleaser. You're not going to lose Maverick. (laughs) Yeah. No, No, yeah, you can't. I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't have hated it. I wouldn't have hated it either, but the movie's too nice. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been the spice that we were looking for. That, yeah. that would have been very spicy. You kill off Maverick, and then you get Goose on one last revenge dogfight or whatever. Like, that would have been pretty badass. Yeah. 
And then you'd watch a third movie all about Rooster or whatever. Right. No, but I, I agree with that after we realize how nice this movie's going to play, that, like, everything with the F-14 is like, okay, now we're just, we're on the epilogue at this point. Yeah. And mm-hmm. It's fun, stick, though, right? it's, it's fun. Yeah. But, yeah, the, the intensity of the first half of that mission is way more palpable than the other half. Mm-hmm. I still thought there was a chance that they would eject again, and then somebody would come in and take that plane out, and the rescue helicopter would get them. Right. I didn't think we'd necessarily get them all the way back to the carrier, but you're right. There's, like, no way we're losing both of them. Yeah. Uh, And there's no way we're killing Goose's son in the canopy, either. Oh, correct. Yeah, we can't do that again. Yeah. Um, I like that the canopy wouldn't open at all, forcing them to, to win, essentially. Right. And that dogfight did get me that really cool, evasive like, sideways air grind maneuver that the other enemy performs. Right. So, I'm willing to overlook the fact that we knew how it was going to play out. Did you assume Hangman was going to be the one to swoop in for the save, or did you think, like, Phoenix was coming back, or... I will say, I was still thinking that the the possibility that the movie was still going to kill Tom Cruise somehow. Oh, okay. I really thought that was going to happen, but... Because I was with you, I was thinking, oh, maybe let's... Tom is done with this one. He doesn't want to revisit the property again. How do we just write him out, but also maybe continue the franchise with mm-hmm. new characters? So um, the stakes were still high for you then? Bridget, Bridget. No, because I I just knew the movie was going to go one or two ways. So like the intensity was still gone, but I was like, okay, they're just going to kill him here or something. something's going to happen. And I sort of remember that that dude sitting on the fucking tarmac on the carrier ready. Just like waiting to go. Waiting to go. But I will say I, that... That last dogfight was not nearly as intense, which I thought was Tom Cruise's solo run. I thought that was my that was my favorite sequence of the whole movie. Oh, when he did the uh, when he in practice, it, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really well done because yeah. because uh, up until then we've all we got like quick cuts of people in planes or whatever, and there were extended, uncut like scenes of him flying and doing all that stuff, and it just and there was no music, and it was just I don't know. It was my favorite yeah. sequence of the whole movie. Okay. It was cool. Yeah. Can I say something to you guys, actually? I digged it. Digged what? <laughs> the movie? Yeah, I digged the movie. Are we, are we wrapping this one up or what? <laughs> so. You digged it. So you went from, you're feeling okay, to now you dig it. Well, yeah. like The, the more first, you're thinking about it, the, the more it's growing on you. The first was tame enough, you know, where I was like, yeah, I can tell why it's a classic. I can tell why people like it. Yeah. And I did get my spice, you know, and I'm, and I'm stewing in it now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, have to I just got the picture of you sitting in like an industrial sized pot of soup. I, yeah. I, get, I get out of my head so right I'm now. Just doing, I got my flavors, okay? Yeah. Now I'm just sort of uh, mulling it over. And the more you think about it, the more you yeah, like. Yeah. Tom Cruise is a badass renegade. He like freaking taking on these fucking guys. He's shooting his guns and shit, you know? It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was cool. It was, it was kind of ridiculous, but I just, at that point, I was like, whatever. Yeah, the Trying Tron was pretty sweet, though. And as soon as they started the briefing, I was like, really? You guys are doing the Death Star? Like, Star Wars has done the Death Star too much, and you want to do the Death Star now? Come on. Yeah. But it was fine. I liked how the target was a little bit bigger than the uh, the exhaust port. It was three meters instead of two. Right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they had to train hard. Yeah. Well, because the other one's probably too unbelievable because it's space. So this is more grounded. <laughs> the two, yeah. three meters. We used to wrestle for, what, eight minutes to prepare for six? Sure. Yeah. That's basically what you gotta do, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you make it harder when you're training so that when the actual game time comes, you're prepared so it's not so hard. Mm. That does make sense. <laughs> Thank you, sir. 
I think maybe I stewed for too long. Yeah, it might be time to get out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta add more chicken stock to the soup. Yeah. <laughs> the, the soup is starting to turn thick, yeah. dude. Balance is all off. Did, did you say Edward chicken stock? No, <laughs> nothing of the sort. Oh. Well, the chicken stock part I did say, okay. but... I, it's, I did. I did not say the word Edward. <laughs> like a reference to Edward Scissorhands, but <laughs> yeah, I got Edward Now we're off the rails. Yeah, yeah. now we're keep all of it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how I cut around. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> the episode. The episode would be ten minutes long. <laughs> How'd you guys feel about the dynamic between Maverick and Rooster? Was there enough there for you of why they hate each other? Was there enough there of that like? I wanted to be your dad because you didn't have a dad and it's my fault kind of dynamic. Did you buy any of that? I I hated that part of the movie, to be quite honest with you. I just, it was weak and I knew they were going to do it mm. and they they weren't going to do something ridiculous like, I don't know, like they, it had to be something petty almost, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For him to be, you know, without parents and to be stewing on something so stupid. But I don't know. And then, yeah, it, it almost seemed like they hated each other, not hate each other, but they were beefing the whole movie. And then, like Tom Cruise helped him up during the football game, and like everything was like, "Oh, this guy's not that bad. He helped me up." Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had a moment. And then they were like kind of bros. I don't know. It was fine. It propelled the story. I don't think I want it anymore. From it, to be honest with you. Okay. Again, the character development. There wasn't enough of it. But did we need it? Bridget said no. She might be right. Yeah, it's funny because I've seen Miles Teller be in movies where he's basically like a dick the whole movie mm-hmm. like he is for most of this movie and then also like a charming nice like confident nice guy mm-hmm. so it just seemed like at the flick of a switch i saw oh this is like this, the, another this is a different miles teller movie now mm. where it wasn't as gradual as maybe it could have been i don't know what was that zach's phone <laughs> We've really gone off the rails. Yeah, is the soup ready? Is, is the timer like, going off on the stew? Doesn't know how to silence it yet, apparently. <laughs> I, I assumed you'd still have it silenced. Yeah, movie, it's but... time to get turn the burner off. <laughs> Honey, can you stir? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is what happens when we see movies on a Friday night. Yeah. The recipe will be in the description, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Proceeded by five paragraphs about the history of how we correct. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like the the beef a little bit. I think it it mirror again it mirrors Maverick's life of your dad died early, then someone tried to stop you from going to the academy that made you want it more, that made you better, that made you to where you could be the best of the best in the air. Which makes you safer, which makes it so that way you won't die because you're going to do this anyway. So the the parallels were at least nice and that he could get, by the end of it, get that father figurey role. Like, I liked them working on the plane at the end. I thought that was, you know, a nice little touch. I'm a sucker for stuff like that. Right. Here's here's my my beef with the beef. You know, they, they decide to kill off Meg Ryan's character, the mother. Fine. And we make the issue that Maverick has pulled the application from the Academy. Okay. Like, that's a fair reason to be pissed at someone. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, we get more into, you know, why he did it. And we kind of throw Meg Ryan's character under the bus of like, yeah. well, she begged me to do it, so I did it. 
and now she's dead. The fall girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, Dude. why should he hate her as well as me kind of thing? And then, like, the implication being, especially because Maverick never comes clean, that, like, Rooster would be justified in hating her for asking this or making this decision. You know what I mean? Like, he's sort of committed to, you know, I made the choice, I'm gonna do it. Like, live with the consequences kind of thing. I don't know. It just felt kind of like, why are we putting words in a dead woman's mouth, even if she's a fake dead woman? Yeah. Like, it felt this, I don't know. When the real woman is here to defend herself if we wanted her to be. Yeah, and she's delightful. Yeah. Um, um, Well, she's stalking a man outside playing with his kid. I can't can't abide by that. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted... I wanted a point where Maverick told him the truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have much rather if Miles Teller started off like like genuinely respecting Tom Cruise's character Maverick and like not knowing a certain detail and maybe finding that out like in a second act and having a like a fallout a little bit of, a bit of a fallout and then sort of coming back opposed to sort of like being pissed about this thing. That he knew the whole time that his papers. Yeah, were I just maybe I I maybe that's how I would have gone about mm-hmm. doing that and. It, I don't know, because because yeah, then because then maybe I would have bought like at towards the end where they're like buddy buddy at the end more because they spent most of the movie liking you, each other. You've yeah. seen them good. You've so seen you them good together. It. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I guess their thought is though you saw them good when he was four, because they had fun playing the piano in the bar, and playing that song. You know, like right, I think but that's like, what but, the movie's going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, but like the same way they did a really good job of it showing. Is, but like, they do show you that scene to show that, like, remember when he was a very small child? Like he liked him then, guys. That's enough for you, right? <laughs> yeah. Which I don't think is fair. To your point, it would have been nice to see them have a mutual respect that then has the falling out that then they have to overcome in the end. It might have been a bit cliche, but I think everything else in this is good enough where they probably could have pulled that off too right because they didn't even like spend that much time on the idea that they were good and that tom cruise character was like a father figure in his mm-hmm. life because it seemed like he had pictures of him like in his locker and everything else yeah like playing t-ball and yeah so it just stuff. it that was the only screen time dedicated to the idea that he was in some capacity there where i think maybe the movie started out like they were like father and son figures yeah. that then there was like a little bit, bit of a fallout which yeah. i would have whatever swallowed maybe a little better than this mm-hmm. yeah but. i wouldn't have i wouldn't have been a stretch to show like hey this is my uncle maverick because even the pictures is kind of like is is maverick obi-wan here or <laughs> like he's yeah, watching really. over young uh young uh rooster correct <laughs> until it's time for him to come of age <laughs> and become a fighter pilot but yeah i mean all of that stuff seems to be just stuff you gotta eat because you're there for the plain stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that they fucking absolutely it's bring to the table. Yeah. No notes there. Yeah, really no notes. No notes. Do you think these were better dogfights overall than the oh first my movie? Goodness. Yeah, yeah, because in the first one we get like the Star Wars in uh in the cockpit with all like like a matte painting or CGI shit. Like I know, like in the original, it was just like a weird blue background with mm-hmm. like shitty clouds effects or whatever, and you got over that hump pretty quickly because it's whatever. But here it's, I don't know how they did it. They either put the actors in like a rigged 
or a especially built jet that has room for a camera and other things and put them up there or we're looking at like the volume that we were talking about last episode or the episode before but it's it it looks great mm-hmm. however they did it disorienting and almost nauseating at points but yeah i don't think i saw anybody run for the exits to, no. to puke well i put zero throw someone someone moved at a quicker pace but out of the out of the theater that slide <laughs> I, I didn't see that. <laughs> yeah, we let them get away with it. We're not going to report this one, yeah. I, point, I pointed it out to one of you. I said, is that a puke right there? <laughs> I, think you, I think it was me, and I just disregarded it. <laughs> continued to watch the movie. Yeah, you hear the taboo buzzer when he talks. Yeah. Hey, I have real, uh, I, I get motion sickness. It's gotten worse as I've gotten older, and it's terrible. Were you okay watching I was perfectly fine. Okay. I can't play first-person shooters. Within 30 seconds, I'll feel nauseous, and if I don't turn away within a minute, you, I might be a puker. Wow. Which is crazy, but this movie was fine. Little tidbit there for you. Okay. <laughs> Do you think these dogfights were better than the previous? Oh, my goodness. No offense to the original, but it was jumbled garbage compared to what we got here. This was premium, exquisite shit. Okay. Yeah. The, uh, the footage from the, the flying scenes, all of them were good. Maybe I was just in the mood. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. But. I mean, listen, I, there were times where I knew they were using CGI jets and things here and there and cutting corners because obviously the cost of just flying, having things flying, in the sky is just ex- extraordinary. Maybe with those enemy um, planes. What? At the end. In, in it. Yeah, I mean, there were some elements and that one really cool move, like, who knows if that was even real or not, but... It looked pretty damn good. It looked good. But, um, those planes in general, I thought, perhaps, yeah. if, if anything was CGI. Right. Perhaps parts of those planes. What'd you think of that enemy? The dude, I it mean, was it, cool. it was pretty much, I, I didn't really think that they were going to do it this time again, but it was basically, like, ambiguous. For the most part. Yeah, who is this unnamed enemy of ours? I think they just didn't want to offend anyone and, yeah. and, and inject any sort of political agenda that we're picking out or singling out one country or anything. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty smart to do it that way. But it's a, it's Yeah, it is interesting how apolitical it is, even when you look at the landscape of like, okay, there's a canyon. There's a snowy lake. We're also by the coast. It's definitely mm-hmm. cold. I was thinking like, you know... There's, North Korea or something till I saw. But there's parts of it that are warm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> I know we still th- show our movies everywhere. <laughs> I know there was some controversy, I think, when the first trailer for this movie came out way back in 2018 or 2019 or whatever it was, that the back of Maverick's motorcycle jacket has like a different patch on it that basically in the original movie, the patch was where he did some combat mission against China. And that in this movie, that patch is changed to like a nondescript patch because mm. it's they didn't want to do anything like that. So the fact that it is as apolitical as it is doesn't surprise me, given that minor change that you only know about because someone meticulously poured over a trailer three, four years ago. Right. Yeah. Um, but it is a little weird that they're just like, it's in the wrong hands, this uranium enrichment center. Like, it's a it's over enemy lines. It's in hostile territory. We yeah. have to get it. Anytime I feel like they're about to say where they where they are, who they're talking about, it like it's so general and or they cut it or whatever. But it's classified. It is classified, basically, yeah. But yeah, very classified to the viewer only. Yeah, (laughs) right. 
And I wonder too, obviously none of us here are uh, aviation enthusiasts, but a generation five fighter, what are the fours? Like, what are the threes? Is that a thing? Is is that just their way of not coming up with a real plane that another country uses to therefore distinguish which country it is that they're fighting here? Like, it was weird they kept just saying, you're up against a fifth generation fighter, you can't do it. I think it's yeah, like yeah, the difference, true. like the F-16 versus the F-8, like there's all different grades of like the F Advancement, classes. Yeah. yeah. That was what I took away. What kind As of someone whose feet are firmly planted on the ground. <laughs> Basement level. I was wondering what type of plane he took to Mach 10. That must have been a level 6. Yeah, I don't know if that's a... I assume, I assume it's real. Like, I assume they tried to use only real... It looks even like, experimental. It looks like a stealth bomber plane. I don't know what those things I would are hope. called. Like, I would uh, hope it's based in reality. But it seems like it was like part spaceship, too. Like, it seemed more Star Wars than... Yeah. <laughs> that well, would the sequence where the they get him yeah. ready, where he's all the, like, blue light and the telemetrics and yeah. that was fun yeah i love the light up ring mm-hmm. light in his helmet so he could still see i thought that was cool while we're talking about the planes though i did want to bring up that uh, the studio paid as much as eleven thousand three hundred and seventy four dollars an hour to use the uh the fighter planes the f-18s uh with the caveat that tom cruise was not allowed to touch the controls because he wanted to. He wanted to real bad from every like interview that I've seen about this, as he was desperate to fly. How much more would that these... have costed? I, they, they wouldn't have done it. The insurance it. would have been high. Yeah, they wouldn't have done it. Nobody <laughs> would have signed off on it. The Navy would not put these million-dollar things in the hands of a guy who's just a hobbyist flyer. He did fly the plane at the end. Him and Jennifer Connelly did fly in that plane. Like, he flew it. Yeah. So at least that part was... And I know he like, flew cool. helicopters in the uh, yeah. Mission Impossible movies. So the planes were F-18s, you said? Or? Uh, F-A-18. So I don't know if those are two, like, F-A's and F-18s. Variation or whatever, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. It's, it just says F slash A dash 18. Gotcha. So. Yeah, it looks like they spent a ton of money. Yeah. What was the budget for the movie? Did Paramount pay pay 11000 Yes. A minute? Okay. An hour. An hour. Yeah. To, to use it, so. Okay. Uh, let's see. The budget was $170 million. And according to Wikipedia, the box office is only 19.7. So this movie kind of flops, I think. <laughs> yeah. For how many hours it's been alive, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure that's the, the Thursday takeaway. Is yeah, yeah. Nearly $20 million, which sounds and pretty speaking good. speaking to box office returns, that Chinese patch is not there for a fucking reason. Right. Because yeah. they wanted to thrive in that market. Yeah. yeah, and it probably will, given how nondescript the, uh, the enemy is. It's probably fine. Yeah. You mentioned flying helicopters. How did you guys feel about the helicopter showdown at the end? That was the one my suspending of disbelief was a little, a little. At its oh, oh, the behind enemy lines uh, part Where of the it movie. Where it just comes around the tree like it's a like a animal stalking him, and then just like lasers in. Like I was like, too much. The helicopter just happened to find him, zero in, land right in front of his face. Like, yeah. Ugh. And when, I know what's going to happen, too. Like, I know they they're know not the, shooting him. <laughs> they know where the plane crashed, right? Yeah, and they would have seen maybe with the, the parachute or whatever, but just something about the way it was maneuvering, like it was a like a bobcat like or a something. Predator, yeah. yeah, it was just a little, a little weird it was for a me, at least. pretty advanced helicopter. That thing was ridiculous. Yeah. that's a, It really makes me wonder what country is this that we've invaded. But it was a, <laughs> it, it was a military center, so they would have their shit there. Right. But... 
Yeah, I when they shot when they shot him down, I'm like, oh yeah. Did they mention earlier that like one of his old planes is at the base? And I'm like, here we go. Because they, they when they debriefed him about I like, like what was you like what? It's it's just fun. That what? part of this that part of the storyline it was just fun. What that that this old plane is chilling there? Well, not his. Yeah, you specifically, get to a certain but... point in this movie where you're like, I I love I love the realism of it and the intensity and all that, and then at a certain point you're like. I can't believe I'm saying this, but it's like, who cares if it's real or not? This is fun now. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, you just got, yeah. Because you're just going to have a miserable time if you pick this movie apart. And who knows if you sit down and watch it with an aviation expert. I'm watching their hair they pull out of their head. Again, I'm sure they researched it meticulously, but I wouldn't put it past the studio and be like, you think we can, like, move that plane a little bit faster, like, when it's banking? And someone be like, I don't think you can do that. We That's not... It's impossible. It's like, yeah, we're going to do it anyways. Yeah. Maverick's flying. Yeah. It it's Tom done. Cruise flying the plane. It's going to happen. I assume this was probably other another scenario of the Navy having some kind of say in script and all that. So even if the studio was like, no, we got to push it, the Navy would be like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, this is what it does. This is how it goes. Because I don't want some new Navy pilot going up in one of these planes thinking he could do Mach 15 like they did in Top Gun and explode a multi-million dollar machine. <laughs> right. All right, is there anything else that we want to get out there? Anybody want to put a bow on things? Give your final thoughts, final wrap-up after having a discussion, having seen this movie? Johnny, I'll start with you. Yeah, I didn't care for the Lady Gaga song at the end. Oh, mm. dude. I, I thought, thought yeah. I, maybe in another movie or whatever, but like the soundtrack was pretty nostalgic, heavy, and had a lot of classics on there. And for it to just have like a modern song at the end, it's just yeah. like, oh, God. <laughs> if we had gotten Take My Breath Away there, I would have liked it better than the sex scene. Because at least it would have been like, a, okay, this is a big romantic song for him, but it's different than the intimate moment. Yeah, and like a, a Gaga cover of Take My Breath Away. That would have been great. Would have been great. Yeah. yeah. It did, was a little weird when she's like, hold my hand, as Maverick's reaching for her hand, and then it just repeats the words, hold my hand, hold my hand, hold my hand, for the next three <laughs> I, t- I told you, I didn't like it. It didn't do yeah. any better in the movie for me. It was kind of like, the tune was good, but I, I hated the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I been nostalgic for movie soundtracks like the batman soundtracks of the 90s and you know you get these big songs that would have huge radio play from blockbuster movies it's like we don't have that anymore and then i heard that song and i was like i don't know maybe we were right (laughs) i mean adele does it yeah she did one bond song which is an excellent bond song but the bond songs like are separate i think yeah, that's like a, p- a part of the movie. Yeah. Like, you have to have one. Right. you got to have a Bond song. It's the exception to the rule. Well, like, you got to have martinis, you got to have Aston Martins, and you got to have a Bond song. Like, those are the... That's the DNA of Bond movies. Yeah. Speaking of cars, uh, the Porsche wasn't as good as the original. No. No. It's just a normal 911 or whatever. Maybe even a Boxster. Were you excited that we got the old Kawasaki back? That was cool. Yeah. You know what the, uh, that I didn't mention, though? Is when they threw him out of the bar there. Yeah. That wasn't a good joke. That was just mean. On everyone's part. Well, it's because she, she was basically saying that like he he broke the rules twice. Or maybe he didn't have money, so he's a bum, so they threw him out. I don't know. I, thought, I, I just thought that went over a line. That was disrespectful. She got hurt, though, because then she saw him like crying outside because he was thinking about Goose. <laughs> and she's like, oh, crap, he's sad. I feel like I would cry, too, man. <laughs> Getting thrown out like that. That was just mean. Well, he knew he was going to get he was gonna get them. Because he knew that's who those guys were. 
was the kids he was about to go train. I assume he saw all their mm-hmm. faces and saw them hanging out with Rooster. So even if he didn't remember them from the briefing, he at least knows they're all here hanging out with Rooster and talking like they're old pals. Clearly that's the team, so I'm sure it was a little bit of that too. It's just a silly tradition. What are you going to do? Yeah. They threw him in sand. Yeah. And he was wearing jeans. He's yeah, comfortable correct. in He's jeans fine. and sand. <laughs> But overall, Johnny, how you, how you feeling after the discussion? Yeah, I mean, I still, I, it's, I like it. I, I might like, uh, do I like it better than the first one? I don't know. You might have to sit on it to really figure yeah, it out. Yeah, but like, I'm still like, not lukewarm on the first one. I just think it's good. And this one is just good too. Obviously, all the stuff in the air is excellent. Like, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, how does that not? What do you mean? I don't I'm know. saying, how does it not top it if all the air stuff is? Better? Oh, because I like the stuff on the ground more in one than mm-hmm. here, so there's kind of like a but balance. What are you here for? Makes a good point. <laughs> I am here for the planes. I am, but, but I just... critically, you got to take it all into account. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I yeah I, I I enjoyed it. It's a it's a good. It was a good. It was a fun movie experience. I'm glad we saw it in IMAX. But uh, yeah, and Tom Cruise is you know, he was tolerable in this. You know what I mean? He mm-hmm. wasn't too Tom Cruisey for me. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I don't know. How about you, Bridget? How are you feeling now? A little bit, an hour on from from when we started this. It was really enjoyable to see in the theater. I'll never see it again. Okay. Top Gun, numero one, will always be numero uno. No, I don't see this movie as something that has a lot of rewatch value, especially once you move to the small screen. Hmm. The things that make it so fantastical, when you shrink them, I think it will make the its flaws that much more apparent. And the charm and nostalgia of the first one can like really push it. And everything on the ground in the first one is, I think, stronger than in this movie. The soundtrack will always like propel and like mm. encase that movie in a kind of amber that's impenetrable. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And I suppose it is very copy and paste ish, like the first one, where like the newer Blade Runner, like I can all revisit that a bunch because it just pays more homage, but it does it goes to the beat of its own drum. It has a different story to tell, and there's more rewatchability there. Where mm-hmm. here, you do it's forcing you to compare the two. I like the fact that they were on a mission here, and it wasn't just we're doing school again. Like, it's very... Like the mission have... here is way better than the first one. Yeah, because sure. the first one is we're doing school. And we're, we're doing school work and homework. And then there's graduation. And then you got to go get a job. And that's shooting down the mix or what? Yeah. Like, this one at least is like, no, we're doing a different thing. It was weird that they had to go back to Top Gun to do it. When it could have just been like, Maverick, we need you for this mission. Like, just go to a boat and train these pilots and do the same thing. Like, it was weird that you had to bring the school back into it. Especially since they'd all already graduated. Oh, you knew you knew they were going back to San Diego. Oh yeah, I knew they yeah. had to in the name in the name of the movie. But I at least liked that there was a purpose this time, as opposed sure. to just who's the best. It's who's the best and won't die when we do this top secret mission to blow up a uranium enrichment facility. <laughs> Zach, you now you went from the start of this. You went from feeling good. Then you said you really were digging it. How are you feeling now? A half an hour later. We're stopping no, I d- at I each do. point for you. <laughs> yeah. I definitely like this one better than the original. Okay. I guess the fact that I just saw the original uh, makes a difference because it's not nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I could tell why the other one is a classic, why everyone likes it, but this one gave me exactly what I asked for. I wanted more spice, and I got it. 
I mean, and I, and to be honest, we to, we said it was like a testosterone-driven. It's about the planes. Well, this one delivered with the planes. So, you know, just for that. Yeah. <laughs> it was more what I'm looking for, I guess. It delivered. Nice. What about you? I don't... I like it. Like, it's a really good movie. I had a blast watching it. Seeing it in the theater was awesome. That's absolutely the way it needs to be seen. Like, I very much agree with Tom on this one. I'll probably give it another watch when it comes to streaming in 60 days or whatever it's going to be. Uh, just to see how it translates to the small screen. I don't think it's overtaken the first one just because the first one had... I You have a history with it. I've seen it enough times. Like, I know all the lines. It's just a good, fun harmless as we talked about movie this one's that too i think i need to see it more times to know if it overtakes it i didn't have any real problems with the stuff on the ground like you guys had you know you each didn't like a different thing about the ground stuff i thought it was fine and i liked the connections to the original seeing the clips from the first movies as flashbacks and some of those nice little touches i thought were really sweet so i i would definitely watch this again i don't know that right now i can put it above it but I definitely think this is an absolute home run in terms of doing a sequel to a movie 30 years later. In terms of a movie that definitely did not need to exist, they absolutely crushed it in terms of what it could have been compared to what we got. Like, it could have been so much worse than what we got. Right. So, I'm happy with it. I'll see you again. Cool. All right. We got a range of opinions here. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Rife for discussion. Uh, but that will do it, actually, for the discussion and for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. Remember, you can rate and review this show directly in-app on Spotify and Apple Podcasts so let's know what you think of the show. Hopefully you like it and you give it five stars. We would greatly appreciate that. Uh, make sure to tell a friend about it if you like the show. I assume everyone in the world is going to see Top Gun this weekend, so... Uh, by the time this episode is out, hopefully you have seen it as well. Um, let us know what you think on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods of Top Gun Maverick. Is it better than the first one? What were your favorite dog fights? How'd you feel about the ground stuff? Did you like the relationships? Did you not? Did you want more backstory from the other characters? Let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. But Zach, I want to thank you again for stopping by. Uh, I'm sorry that we didn't get you in three weeks in a row because you missed Evil Dead last week. Um, but we will probably do, <laughs> probably be doing the sequel at some point later this year, so we'll bring you back for that one. Uh, but thanks again for, for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, but once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Bridget. And I'm Johnny. Yeah, thanks so much for listening.